Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where our goal is helping others delight in Christ for the sake of becoming more like Christ with the hope of multiplying disciples of Christ. Well, hi, friends. Welcome back to the Abide Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Tungate, and today I am joined by my fellow resident, Emma Halterman. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. Emma was on for the first episode, and as we all know, I like to ask people what your favorite smell is. And so Emma already answered this for us in the first episode, but why don't you go ahead and refresh our memory? Um, Yeah, so I think I said that my favorite smell is just anything citrusy. I really like lemon, like lime, orange, you know, the citrus fruits, um, all of those. Yes. Yes. Which is honestly pretty on brand for you because your favorite color is yellow. Yellow. (laughs) So So anything like fresh and bright Mm. is just perfect for me. Yes, (laughs) we love it. Well, um, today we are going to be talking about a really fun subject. Mm. And I say that in kind of a sarcastic way, but you know, also serious. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, just to refresh our memories, last week we talked about delighting in Christ, what that looks like, why we do it and what it produces within us. And we ended by mentioning how delighting in Christ positions us into a place where we can become more like Christ. And that whole process of becoming like Christ is called sanctification. It's a fun, big churchy word. Yes, yes, truly is, yes. (laughs) So uh, Emma, why don't you go ahead and just define what sanctification is? So sanctification is just this, honestly, just kind of crazy lifelong process. Um, So when you accept Christ into your heart, you are justified, meaning that you are positioned um, to the Father just as if you were Christ, just as if you've never sinned, but kind of you are putting on the cloak of Christ. Mm. Um, But then throughout your life, obviously, um, you don't appear like that to the outside world. Um, Chris uses this really great analogy of just kind of turning the shower knob. Mm -hmm. So like when you turn it from cold to hot, it's positioned as hot and that's what it looks like. And that's justification. Mm -hmm. But this process of sanctification is the slowly um, warming up Mm -hmm. of the water um, and of us. So we are slowly becoming and being made more like Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the end is glorification, Mm -hmm. which is when we see Christ face to face and we are like Christ. Mm. So I think what is so interesting about this process of sanctification is that it's unlike any of the other things. It really is a process. Mm -hmm. It isn't instant. It doesn't happen um, a lot of times the way we want it to. It is a very long process um, that Mm -hmm. takes your whole life. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I find myself thinking sometimes, you know, man, I should just be further along than I am right now. Yes. And it's like, no, this is a lifelong process. There's always going to be more to know. There's always going to be new intricacies of your heart that God reveals to you that you didn't know were a thing. Yes. (laughs) So yes, it's definitely a lifelong process. Um, And so talk about this process in your own life, what you have experienced so far. Yeah. So for me personally, in my life, I think, um, I became a Christian a lot later in my life. Mm -hmm. I became a Christian during college. Um, And so I think for me, I kind of knew um, when I became a Christian that there were some areas of my life that I really needed to look into pretty immediately. And so I would say sanctification of some things were kind of just like I knew I shouldn't be doing some things. And so actively making the choice to stop doing them. Mm -hmm. But in the opposite, there were things that I didn't feel like I was actively making a choice to do, Mm -hmm. um, but were still things that 
God was revealing to me to mm-hmm. be worked on and worked through. Um, and so I think the process of sanctification, um, the reason why it takes so long is because there are, like Laura was saying, um, constantly things that God brings up in us that we don't necessarily see right away. Mm-hmm. Um, we get these new kind of convictions of these just feelings of like what I'm doing isn't right. What I'm doing isn't um, glorifying to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the process of sanctification is kind of working through those. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times it's not just a decision of like, I shouldn't be doing this. So I'm not going to do this anymore Um, because we, um, a bit of our heart loves that sin. Mm -hmm. A bit of our heart loves that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a constant reminder, I think, of Jesus walking with us, reminding Mm -hmm. us that he is better than that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And just really kind of learning to rest Mm -hmm. in him transforming me and Mm -hmm. not me forcing myself to transform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's key, honestly, in just understanding the progression of faith. And it's not... I have to do these things and I have to do all of these good things and I can't do all of these bad things because that's not what Christians do. It's no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like God will change your heart to say, or to reflect, um, his desires, which is actually something that we talked a lot about last week, but I think it also bleeds into sanctification because, Delighting in the Lord spurs on sanctification. Yes. And it's really key, like you were saying, um, the more we see of Christ, the more we just kind of naturally become more Mm. like Christ. Um, And yeah, Mm. the more that we're delighting in him, the more I think we kind of open ourselves up to let him come and work in us Mm. um, in the way that he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that when we talk about maturity in Christ in the process of sanctification, this happens very differently for every person. Yes. Right. It doesn't look the same and it doesn't happen at the same pace either. Mm -mm. Um, Just because you are 60 years old and you've been going to church for 60 years doesn't necessarily mean that you are as spiritually mature as someone who hasn't been walking with the Lord very long, but who has been devoting themselves to the person of Christ, you know? So, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like just attending church and doing the like Christian things isn't the process of sanctification. Yeah. Right. I think a really good example of that that I think of is um, Paul in the mm-hmm. book of Acts because Paul is not like one of the original apostles mm-hmm. that walked with Jesus for like three years. Right. Paul just had this radical encounter with Jesus and mm-hmm. he like fell in love immediately and just mm-hmm. started pursuing full force. So while Paul wasn't um, in the same way as a lot of the other apostles, I think walking with Christ for that length of time, I think his um, maturity just spiritually just worked a little bit different than theirs. And mm-hmm. that's what we see with believers in our own circle all the time. Um, your time spent going to church, your time walking with Christ isn't necessarily an indicator of your maturity and your process along sanctification because God has an individual plan for all of us Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like anybody else's. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I know, which is really good to remind ourselves of because I think a lot of times, especially as girls, Mm. we... (laughs) That comparison. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We can look at someone else's life and be like, man, they got it all together. Why can't I be like them? Yeah. And they can literally do the same exact thing to us. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I mentioned last week was that God already knows the state of your heart. And so 
he's the only one that really knows the state of your heart, right? Like someone else can look at you on the outside. They can see that you go to church. They can see that you are a leader of a Bible study. Um, They can see that you don't go to parties. You don't do these other things and think, man, that girl is like super spiritual. She knows what like she she knows what it's like to be a Christian. But in reality, maybe that person is is just going through the motions because they think that that's what they need to do. But their heart is actually far from God. Yeah. And you can also look at someone whose life seems to be a mess and they just don't know how to get their stuff together. But this is a person who is constantly on their knees in Mm. front of the Lord. Their Bible is in tatters because they are always just using it and seeking the Lord through it and confessing all of their emotions and all of their baggage to the Lord. That is what God wants. He wants our vulnerability. He wants our heart. And I think that honestly in the vulnerable moments of our lives is when God does the most sanctifying work in us. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I feel the need to be constantly humbled, um, before Mm. the Lord, because the second that I think I have it all together, um, I really quickly realized <laughs> I do not. Yeah. <laughs> um, a friend of mine always kind of says that you can either choose to be humble or you can choose to be humiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can either choose to step down and humble ourselves and just be who we are and be vulnerable, or we can put on this show um, and then eventually come crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the process of sanctification, I think, is just one of the hardest things about the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um just because of what it is. <laughs> well, and also because as humans, I think we tend to want to be in control of yeah. our life. We want to be in control of what we do and do not do. And we want a sense of independency, right? It, every college student goes through this. Finally, I'm free from my parents. Yes. Like I can do what I want. Yeah, I can and be who I want. Exactly. Yeah. I can be who I want. And that is not the process of sanctification is it's you fully surrendering to the Lord, to his will for your life and to his work in you. Yes. There, um, something that I think just needs to be said is there are no amount of self-help books that will Mm. get you sanctified. Mm. Like there are no amount of good (laughs) advice that is going to get you sanctified. The only way to be sanctified is so counterintuitive because it's not focusing on sanctification. It's focusing on Jesus. Mm. And, um, I know for me personally, that's really hard because I think, okay. So I think that one of the hardest fundamental truths about sanctification in the Christian life is that we have this knowledge of who we should be and this knowledge of what we should do. Mm -hmm. Um, but our actions don't always line up with that. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really hard, um, to kind of balance the knowledge of like, I know who I am and who I should be, but I'm not exactly there yet. And I think Mm -hmm. for me as a perfectionist, that is like heart wrenching, but like just this fact that like, I want to be perfect, but I'm never going to be perfect this side of heaven. Um, That's hard. (laughs) Yeah, that is really hard. It's a hard reality to cope with. It's like, okay, I'm a Christian and like, I know that God accepts me and loves me no matter what. Like I still got all this baggage that I'm carrying around with me and then I have to work through. It's like, man, I just want to be fully sanctified already. (laughs) Well, I think, um, a trap that we often find ourselves in in that mindset is um, trying to 
earn our salvation instead Mm. of just resting in our salvation. Um, I think when we are fighting to win salvation, instead of um, having our actions flow out of a place of already being saved, Mm -hmm. um, that's just an uphill battle that we're never going to win. Yeah, I completely agree. So what you said about how sanctification doesn't come when I'm looking for sanctification, it comes when I'm looking for Christ, Mm -hmm. reminded me of um, a C.S. Lewis quote in his book, Mere Christianity. He talks about the old self and the new self. Mm -hmm. And um, this is something that is a concept that Paul writes a lot about in his letters. When you are saved you have this old self, the natural self before Christ that you need to put off because that natural self in its desires is rebellious against God. And so you put off the old self and you put on this new self, which is essentially Christ. And so C.S. Lewis says that your real new self will not come as long as you are looking for it. It will come when you are looking for him. Like that gives me chills. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, Lewis is a genius for sure, but (laughs) um, that super resonates with me. Yes. I think it points back to the fact that sanctification is something that only the spirit can do within you. Yeah. It's not, I'm going to do these good things and that's how I'm going to be a better person. Yeah. Right. The Christian life isn't about being a better person. And that's where I think it really also just ties it back into that, um, what we talked about the first week, that John 15 of just abiding in Christ. Um, Because I think sometimes we come to Christ with this alternate agenda of being Mm. better um, and this alternate agenda of like, God, just make me this person Mm. that I like want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not really the point. Jesus just wants us to come and abide in him and Mm. just like dwell in his love and rest in the peace that he offers. And so I think when we come to God striving, it's um, easy to lose track, I guess, of just the real um, motivation in this personal Mm -hmm. relationship we have with Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And that's honestly what separates us from every other religion that there is is because religion is this is something that a pastor um at a church that I used to go to says a lot that religion is man-made it is man striving to earn acceptance by God by doing this this and this that's literally every single religion in the world but Christianity is the opposite it's God came down to man and not only did he come down to us, but he became one of us. He walked among us. He died in our place. Then he defeated death yeah, so that we can have a relationship with him. And that's what he wants, a relationship. I think another kind of aspect of sanctification is beholding more of Christ leads to us becoming more of Christ, which is something that you already kind of touched on. But I did want to bring up some verses that really affirm that. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Ephesians 4, 23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And Colossians 3, 10 says, having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the likeness of its creator. It just is this idea that the more that we behold Christ, the more that we get to know about Christ's character and how he loves us, the more we get to know about those things, the more we see our true identity and the more that he transforms us when we look to him. Yeah. Um, I think that's really true because it is, um, I don't know what just kind of my mind went to in this is like, 
um, we've talked about putting, taking off the old creation and putting on the new, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to put on the new if you don't know what the new looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just think about this fact that um, we l- are living a contradiction right now of we look like Christ, but we don't act like Christ. And it's hard mm-hmm. to, um, I guess, just kind of continue to grow in Christ likeness if you don't know what Christ is like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also just in that, like, we've talked about just this gift it is to get to abide with Christ. Mm -hmm. And like the more that we abide with Christ and the more that we grow with Christ and we see of Christ, it's just opening up our hearts for him to like come and have his way in us. And the more that we abide and dwell with Christ, the more in tune we become to his spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the more awakened, I feel like we become to his conviction. And Mm -hmm. it's so important to focus on his conviction and not our own convictions Mm -hmm. um, because God's convictions dwell us to new growth and they drill us to more Christ-likeness. Whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes our own convictions can just take us to this place of shame um, and just self-deprecation, which is not um, not what God wants for us. Mm. He wants us to rejoice in who he's made us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really important to remember and focus on God's convictions for us mm. and how God wants to grow us, not focus in on the badness of who mm-hmm. we are. God doesn't want us to feel shame. God just no. wants us to grow. Yeah. I mean, Christ takes our shame and he replaces it with his grace, yeah. with his love and with his mercy for us. Because the process of sanctification isn't just taking something bad about us away from us. It is replacing it with something that matches Christ. Yes. And that is another reason why it's just so important to focus in on Christ. Because we don't want that place where that sin has filled our heart. We don't want to replace it with another sin. Or Mm -hmm. we don't want to replace it with anything of the flesh. We Mm want to replace it with more of Christ. So we want to surrender our sinful nature Mm -hmm. and fill that with Christ-likeness. Yeah. And what you said about um, how as we go through this process of sanctification, we become more in tune with the Spirit working within us. And it reminded me of Psalm 139, verse 1. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. That's the Spirit. Mm -hmm. He is the one who searches us. He is the one who knows us. And honestly, we can't trust our own heart in these things. No, (laughs) we cannot. (laughs) Yeah, because if we trust our own heart, man, my heart wants a lot of stuff that God's heart does not no. want. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that can go both ways too. I think sometimes um, I have a tendency to even almost like overcorrect myself where like yeah. I find certain things to be like what I would say bad or sinful mm. that maybe aren't even. Right. And it's just me kind of digging on myself mm-hmm. instead of just actually resting in who God right. has made me and what he has said about me. Yeah. It's the concept of legalism. Yes. You know, it's when you put parameters around your good behavior that God doesn't even put there. Yeah. Legalism is just so, uh, this is so off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, but we're going there. Yeah, We're going there. But yeah, legalism is just, that's exactly what it is. And I think when I think of legalism, I think of the Pharisees. That's just my go-to example. Um, And what I think is so evident in the Pharisees is that their legalistic nature has blocked off their sight from Jesus fully. They can't even recognize or see him Mm -hmm. and he's standing in front of them in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So I can't even imagine what our legalistic nature (laughs) blocks us, blocks like our eyes from seeing. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I don't necessarily think this is off topic because 
the Pharisees thought that they were being sanctified by all of their rules. And, you know, I pray in public and I give this much and I do this and this and this. And that's not it at all. You know, they just didn't, they didn't know they were so, like you said, blinded by all of the roadblocks they put in front of them. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So because sanctification is a process that only God can do in us, how can we position ourselves into a place where the spirit can work in us. Yeah. Um, I think a great way to do this, actually just going off of the Psalm that you talked about Mm. is simply just asking God, um, asking God, search me and know me, um, and show me where you want to work. Um, I think that we have to have the willingness to listen and obey to what we hear. I completely agree. We can listen to something and not actually hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Bible verse somewhere that says that, that talks about hearing without actually understanding. Yes. You know, you can hear something and it go in one ear and right out the other. But when you hear something and it goes from your head to your heart, that is when it begins to manifest itself in your actions and how you live. Yeah, so I think actually listening and letting that like lead to genuine obedience. Mm. Um, And I think also, other than just the obvious of just abiding in Christ and all of the ways that we have and will continue to talk about of just being rooted in scripture um, and spending consistent time with God um, on a regular basis, Mm. um, we have to approach it with a very humble attitude. Mm. We have to be willing to be humble. And which is why I think for me personally, one of the um, scariest sins is pride because Mm. I think it blocks you from a lot of that, just really seeing ourselves for who we are. Yeah. Um, And so I think coming to this process of sanctification in a very humble manner of just asking God to show you the truth is really hard and really scary. It is. Is so necessary. And then, yeah, I think oftentimes, as much as we would not like to admit it, our friends, family, coworkers even see parts of us that maybe we don't even want them to, but they know us better than I think we like to think that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so relying on your community, relying on your friends, mm-hmm. um, listening to what they're telling you, mm-hmm. um, and also just finding a place to be safe and be held accountable is Mm. super important. Just having that person that you can go to when you're in the middle of a really hard conviction and being like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. I need to confess this to you. I need you to help me with this. I need you to accept me Mm -hmm. for who I am. Having those people or that person is just so important because Mm. it shows us, um, I think it shows us a little bit of a glimpse of that like love of Christ that he has for us. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people are scared to tell people their, their sins or what they're struggling with because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked at differently. They don't want to be embarrassed. (laughs) Let's be real. Sin is messy and it's embarrassing. And you know, when you have to come to someone and say, okay, I did it again. Like this is what happened. Um, it's not a fun thing to do. It's really painful. But when you have one or two or three other people that you can go to who genuinely love you and wants what's, what's best for you. And they know that Christ is what's best for you. You have that space and you have that freedom to be open. And also knowing that 
they're relying on you for the same exact thing that they can come to you as well and say, Hey, you know what? I've really been struggling with this. And like, I just need someone. Well, and also just to be on the other side of that, I think it's super important that we as Christians just embrace our fellow believers with love and grace that Christ would provide them with too, because it's super scary for people Mm. to get up the nerve to say some of those things and to continue to come to you and be honest is a really big, honestly, honor. Um, And so I think that's something that we really need to be careful with. We need obviously to push people in the right direction, but we don't want to convince them that there is shame. Mm. Um, We want to convince them that there is grace and Mm. that there is hope. Yeah. Um, we don't want them to feel like worse than they already do because I know that if I'm already, if I'm at a place where I'm coming to you crying (laughs) because I just have to tell you about Mm -hmm. all the horrible things that I've done. Um, I just really need a hug and I need someone to be like, Hey, I love you. Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out how to get through this and let's move on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's so good, Emma. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? I don't know. I feel like I just like sat here and poured out all of my thoughts and feelings and emotions. Um, Such a typical four thing to do. I, know. <laughs> I didn't cry. So that's a win for me. That is good. Um, <laughs> so this is actually really cool. Um, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> here it goes. Um, Okay, so this is something that somebody told me in a really hard season of my life. Mm. Um, I have the spiritual gift of mercy, and I had someone who just looked me in the eyes one day and said, Emma, when was the last time that you used that mercy on yourself? Mm. Um, And I don't want to get into the fact of like, making excuses for our sin or anything like that because sin is serious and sin is real and Mm -hmm. it's something that we need to constantly put in the grave. But I will say through the process of sanctification, have mercy on yourself. Mm, Yeah. Um, Don't have a higher expectation of yourself than Jesus has for Mm. you. Um, Be patient, find peace and rest in who he is and grow from that. I think we have the tendency in the society to strive and run and go after things mm. that maybe aren't ours to strive, run or go after. Yeah. Um, and so just rest in who Jesus is and mm. what he's done. Rest knowing that it's finished and mm-hmm. that we don't have to fight to win salvation anymore. Mm. Um, this is just kind of the extra bit of us just getting to figure out who Jesus is and figure out who we are in that. Mm. Um, and I think we think, I think that sanctification is really hard, but I also Mm -hmm. think that it's really sweet. And there's so much hope and joy that comes throughout this process. And so I would say hold on to that hope and joy in the hard Mm -hmm. moments. That's good. That's encouraging. Yeah. The spirit is really sweet. And the fact that he's not going to just come and, oh, well, okay. Sometimes he does just come and slap you in the head with things. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of times him working in you is more of, hey, I'm going to pull this out of you that you didn't notice before, but I'm going to pull it out slowly and gently and I'm going to let you recognize it and then we're going to deal with it. Yeah. And he is with you every step of the way, showering you with grace, showering you with mercy. Yes. 
that he's freely given you and that we are free to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift, but it's a gift. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a gift. It's a good gift. It's a good gift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, man. That's so good. And honestly, this whole conversation has been really great. Uh, just reminding us that sanctification is something that is of the Lord and is only able to be done through the spirit of God in our life. Um, and so we are encouraged to just come and sit in the presence of God and let him work mm-hmm. in us as we seek him more. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today, Emma. Yeah, of course. This has been great. I just love uh, our conversations and this has just felt like exactly like one of our yes, conversations. It really has. <laughs> you are getting a glimpse into <laughs> the life of Emma and Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I always love talking with Emma because she is not afraid to talk about things that people normally just don't want to talk about. She's not afraid to get down and dirty and messy with people, which is something that I love about her. She is the picture of vulnerability. Um, So I'm really thankful for her in my life and helping me along this whole sanctification process as well. Well, next week, we are going to be talking about multiplication, and that's the next step of our vision, um, how when we abide in Christ, that produces delight, which leads to our sanctification in Christ. And as we become sanctified in him, as the Spirit does his transforming work in us, that will naturally lead to us multiplying ourselves, multiplying our faith in other people as we do life with them. And so I'm excited about that conversation. Chris Cummings is going to be joining me on that podcast. He is very passionate about that subject. And so I'm just going to let him run with it and see where the conversation goes. So that will be really fun. You don't want to miss that episode. So make sure to subscribe and tune in next week for the conversation that Chris and I are going to have about what it looks like to multiply disciples in your life.